From the DMZ to the NATO front, this is CRN. podcast i am your host we are on episode 100 Woo-hoo! most podcasts don't get out of the they don't get into the teens they uh don't get out of the first month or two people become bored um but i don't because this is my outlet it allows me to vent it allows me to uh rage it allows me to express some critical and deep thoughts regarding the world around me and my wife is tired of hearing my voice (laughs) so so why not you know i've john jeffers was like you should do a podcast man you got plenty to say i'm like okay i can do it so i did some quick math and uh, I just took a sampling of my podcast over the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years. And uh, they average about 37 minutes for the, for the sampling that I took. With this being the 100th episode, that comes, I did the math. I think I did the math. So I did 37 divided by 60 times 100. And it came out to, because I'm trying to convert minutes to hours and hours to minutes or something like that. And if the math is right, that's over 60 hours (laughs) of me rambling on, ranting and raving, dropping F-bombs. Occasionally I try to avoid it, but occasionally they come out. And you're welcome. You're welcome, America. You're welcome, planet Earth. 60 hours of Dave. (laughs) Woo! (sighs) I also, on on occasion, I checked the statistics on the Podbean website that uh, the Contra Radio Network uses. And uh, a hearty thank you to the listeners out there who, over time have consistently kept my episodes uh, in the top 10 and or the top 5 in terms of most downloaded shows. So thank you for that to everyone around the world that has been listening to my shows over the years. Um, uh, Americans, Canadians, um, Europeans, even some folks uh, in in the Philippines and everywhere in between so thank you I appreciate it and I enjoy getting uh, emails with questions comments um, suggestions what have you updates Uh, that reminds me before I leave uh, so today is uh, 
What day is today? Today is Thursday, October 13th, but this show is not going to come out until the 22nd when I am in Europe. Or actually, I'll be on my way home from Europe uh, from visiting my daughter. And, and point of fact, I'm actually a little nervous not to fly or anything like that, but given the, the political climate around the world, I am not looking forward to being that far away from my preps. I, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But I am not going to enjoy the fact that I cannot arm myself. There it is. I can't bring a gun and I can't take my preps. So I'm a little nervous for that and that alone. I will be uh, leaving my wife for some time and she will be without protection. However, she does have her own firearm and she has been taught how to use it and she's quite deadly with it. So I know she can handle herself, but I would feel better knowing that I was standing right beside her. So she didn't have to do it all by herself. But it's for a week. We're going to see what happens. Hopefully I get in and out of Europe without any issues and uh, and I can get get home. So fingers crossed, folks. We'll see what happens. All that being said, even though this show's not coming out for another week, uh, we when this show does come out, we will be 17 days away from the midterm election where, God willing, I hope this country issues a referendum on the fraudulent one's presidency and his administration's actions and basically throws down the gauntlet and forces a course correction. That is my hope. That is my wish. That is my prayer. So, let's get to it. The first, well, I, I guess I should say that uh, even though we're, we're 17 days away, we, uh, when this show comes out, we will be finishing week 91 of the 46 Quadrennial Hunger Games. See, I write it all down because I always screw it up and I got tired of stammering over the words, so I wrote it down so I could keep track of stuff. So our first article, our first topic, is what the illegitimate, fraudulently elected, guy uh, has been doing to our military. Now, granted, our military, generally speaking, is referred to as the greatest standing army in history. And it's not because we have shanghai people into um, uh, serving there's no forced service like there are in many other countries. It is 100% strictly a volunteer uh, army. And armies being used in a general sense. It is all-encompassing to include Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard, and the Space Force. But it's, it's more than just the standing army, active duty folks. It's all of the people that had previously served honorably and with distinction. It is all of the people that supported 
those service members, family, uh, friends, spouses, uh, siblings, children, whomever, that provided uh, aid and comfort and support and, uh, you know, all of it. So it's more than just the, the, the active duty. And it's more than the retirees. And it's more than the people that uh, supported service members. It also uh, includes all of the people that are willing to defend the country, like myself, who did not serve, who are prepared mentally and physically, hopefully, I'm getting there, uh, to potentially go into the breach in some form or another. We don't want it. Nobody should want a second civil war or a third world war or anything in between. But this Yahoo has decided that the greatest immediate and serious, serious threat to U.S. national security and affects how and where the army trains and operates climate change unbelievable I, I and I talked to you a week or two ago about what the Air Force was doing they're they're forcing the cadets at the Academy to attend near daily briefings on diversity equity and inclusion aka DEI they are getting more briefs on DEI than they are on the global threats against our country. They're getting more briefs on DEI than they are on emerging capabilities and technologies from foreign adversaries. This culture, this, this woke culture, and I do mean woke in a derogatory term, in a derogatory form, is quickly bringing about the ruination of our country. If it's not DEI, it is climate change. Or it's uh, the other acronym, um, GSD. And all of it is crap. All of it is originating from the World Economic Forum and the International Monetary Fund and their plans for this great reset. And it's all, it's all bullshit. England is straightening up. Italy is straightening up. Hopefully, the United States is straightening up in 17 days. And we can clamp down on this and kick it to the curb because it's crap. And it's going to destroy our country. And if it keeps going down this road, we very may very very well may have some form of a second civil war. I I'm not advocating for one, but this shit needs to go because it is killing our country. But there's old Chuckle Nuts. He and his administration released its new plan to fight climate change. 
The plan claimed climate change poses an immediate and serious threat to U.S. national security and affects how and where our, the Army trains and operates. The Army climate strategy says the Army must adapt to climate change due to dangerous levels of greenhouse gases that have already accumulated in the Earth's atmosphere. The service must now focus on saving the planet first. I swear this guy. The strategy highlights three main lines of effort, including installations, acquisition, and logistics and training. The Army will work toward making sure installations have resilient energy and water supply, carbon-free electricity, efficient and sustainable infrastructure, sustainable land management, and more. The Army also vowed to reduce fuel consumption and rely on advanced technology to help mitigate climate change during deployments. How about when you're being deployed, your focus remain on, oh, I don't know, your mission objective. That would be, I don't know, unheard of. Now they want them to focus on climate change. That should be priority 1A besides your mission objective. You need to be able to figure out how to accomplish your mission objective, but do it in a sustainable way. What a bunch of shit. Additionally, the service will train and educate the Army to operate in a climate-altered world. The ACS, which is what they have, the Army... Oh, where'd it go? The Army Climate Strategy envisions the total Army as a resilient and sustainable land force able to operate in all domains with effective mitigation and adaption measures against the key effects of climate change consistent with Army modernization efforts. Are you freaking kidding me? Here we go. Here's the last paragraph. The plan adds, the effects of climate change will be a feature of global conditions for the foreseeable future. As such, the Army must continually adjust the Army uh, ACS IP. I can't remember, ACS, Army Climate Strategy, dash IP, where I don't know where they even abbreviated that. Now they're just making shit up. To reflect the best science and cutting-edge technologies. In fiscal year 2025, the Army will assess progress, revisit assumptions, update, and refresh the way ahead. Not only has the Air Force gone woke, and is using a captive audience at USAFA to push their DEI agenda for the Alphabet Mafia. Now, the Army is being told, you, you, if you're going to go shoot bad guys, you have to do it with climate change at the foremost of your thoughts. What a bunch of bullshit. Next. All right. So counter to that uh, climate agenda horseshit, I found an article that came out titled Climate Bombshell. 
Greenland ice sheet recovers as scientists say earlier loss was due to natural warming and not CO2 emissions. So even the planet is fighting back against these jack-offs that are pushing climate change. I, I, it, it, there's a lot here, but, um, I will try and keep it, um, succinct. A popular scare story running in the media is that the Greenland ice sheet is about to slip its moorings under ferocious and unprecedented Arctic heat and arrive in the reader's front room any day now. There, he, in parentheses, in a parenthetical, he said, I exaggerate, but not by much. Meanwhile, back in the scientific world, scientists are scrambling to understand what natural causes lie behind the, the sudden slowdown in Greenland's summer warming and ice loss dating back to 2010. The recovery of Arctic summer sea ice has been spectacular of late, with the U.S.-based National Snow and Ice Data Center reporting that this year's September minimum was 1.28 million square millimeters, higher than the 2012 low of 3.38 million square kilometers. Did I say millimeters? I meant kilometers. Three Japanese climatologists have recently published a paper noting that frequent occurrence of Central Pacific El Nino of events have played a role, a key role, in the abrupt slowdown of Greenland warming and possible, possibly Arctic sea ice loss. Of course, such findings play havoc with the simplistic settled science notion that carbon dioxide produced by humans burning fossil fuels is the main, if not only, driver of global temperature warming or cooling. A notion that leads many green activists to claim that the climate will stop changing if society signs on to the net zero CO2 emissions agenda, also known as climate change. I, your own scientists are telling you climate change is bullshit. For instance, a bizarre fact check on a recently published Daily Skeptic article by Facebook partner Climate Feedback claimed that there had been no natural climate change for almost 200 years. It quoted Professor Timothy Osborne of the University of East Anglia, who said the warming from the late 1800s to the present is all due to human-caused climate change because natural factors have changed little since then and even would have caused a slight cooling over the last 70 years rather than the warming we had observed. <clears throat> the scientific community is pushing back. They don't like this information. That's what that paragraph said. However, the Japanese scientists argued that they have been able to show that El Nino natural weather oscillations have driven atmospheric tel teleconnection and shifted the tropical rainfall zone to the north. The higher warming up of to 2012 was accelerated by heat from the Pacific and a phase in the North Atlantic sea current oscillation that favored warmer conditions over Greenland and enhanced ice melt. Changes around Greenland can be attributed to natural vari vari variability rather than anthropogenic forcing, note the scientists, although most climate models were unable to reasonably simulate the unforced natural variability over Greenland. Look at that! 
You mean weather changes? All by itself? No. It's because of man since the Industrial Revolution has been putting CO2 emissions into the atmosphere. The weather changes all by itself, people. I am not naive enough to think that man has not had some effect. However, I am not naive to think that man is responsible for all of it or that man can change it by spending all of a nation's gross domestic imports, uh, gross domestic product, gross domestic income, not imports, I meant income, uh, on initiatives that are basically a veiled disguise for income redistribution to other countries of lesser means. I'm not going to do it. So, am I a climate denier? Well, yeah, but with an asterisk. Because, while I think it would be naive to think that, you know, all these factories and cars and boats and wood fires and uh, forest fires and what have you, anything that puts off some form of pollution, what does it have an effect on a climate? Maybe. Probably. I don't know. I'm not a climatologist. However, is it the single source for all of the bullshit that they're trying to peddle? No. Hence the asterisks. America, we have, oh, where's my little sheet? I already forgot. We have 17 days to put people in office that are going to push back on this agenda and this bullshit. Make sure you're registered to vote and make sure you go and do it. It's the only way we're going to get the country back and it's the only way we're going to put the planet back on some form of sane path. Alright folks, next. In an unsurprising bit of news, Google has censored over 22 million campaign emails from the Republican National Committee and candidates caucusing with the RNC since September. September was just last month. This episode comes out on the 22nd. September was 23 days ago. And Google has suppressed more than 22 million campaign emails since September. Google accomplished this censorship by sending Republican correspondents to spam folders. The RNC is now considering legal action, but still, Google insists that political affiliation has nothing to do with where the emails end up and how they got into the spam folder. I work in IT. I can write one single requirement that tells a developer what to do with emails originating from a, a specific source. That's it. Now, Google is not going to turn over their code base 
for a forensic review unless there's a court order. And by then, it would not take much to go in and pull that line of code out of their code base. It goes on. Every single month, like clockwork, Google suppresses important get-out-the-vote and fundraising emails at the end of the month with zero explanation nor commitment from Google to resolve the issue, said RNC Chairwoman Rona, Rona McDaniel. We are less than 40 days out from Election Day and important get-out-the-vote emails to our opted-in voters in states that have already started early voting are being systematically sent to spam. Google has been under scrutiny for sending political emails to spam since a study by the University of North Carolina revealed the tech giant marked 60% more emails from conservative candidates as spam during the 2020 election compared to liberal candidates. But we had nothing to do with it. It's just, we, there's no, we're not doing it. It's just the way that the, the your, your customers have set up their email accounts. Uh-huh. So the customer who opted in to receive the emails, what? They put another filter on there to say, eh, off to the junk box. In a statement, Google spokesman Jose Castaneda insisted there was no bias in how emails are sent to spam folders, but did not explain the strange pattern of RNC emails getting suppressed at the end of every month. The spokesman insisted, we enable political committees and other organizations to reach their constituents, donors, and key audiences via email. When Gmail users say they don't want to receive an email, we place the email in the spam folder. Politics or political affiliation plays no role in this determination. What, these are all former conservatives, former Republicans that are now reluctant to get emails from the RNC? They changed their mind. They all went to the left. No. Google's doing something nefarious. We all know Google's doing something nefarious. Same with Facebook. Same with all of the other tech companies and social media and all that. They're all doing nefarious shit to censor and stymie and silence anybody with a dissenting opinion. I hope... Ronna McDaniel and the RNC sue the shit out of them. And I hope they win. Then, with a Republican House and Senate, they ought to enact some measures to rein these assholes in. Because this is too much. They are not the First Amendment police. They're not. And right now, they're be, they're, they've been given carte blanche. They can do whatever they want because they're serving their masters in the DNC. And as long as they serve those masters, unflinchingly, we will continue to see this. And the only way to fix that is through legislation. We'll see what happens. Next. All right, here's something fun. <laughs> In the first segment, 
I spoke about what the army is doing, and I waxed poetic on service members and their support systems of family and friends, uh, retirees. But now, the Biden administration apparently is recognizing the binary. <laughs> he didn't know! The Biden administration wants you to register for the military draft if you were born male. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I thought there were a hundred genders and gender was fluid and I could be whatever I wanted to be, a non-conforming parakeet. <sighs> Despite passing an executive order mandating that military members be treated according to their gender identity and not their biological sex, the Biden administration still requires biological men who identify as women to register for the military draft, while those who are born female and have changed their genders to male are off the hook. The Selective Service tweeted a reminder recently telling parents that even if your son is an only son and the last male in your family to carry the family name, he is still required to register for the Selective Service. <laughs> this actually makes me laugh. The Selective Service tweet elicited a range of angry and confused reactions with many parents suggesting that their sons would identify as women to avoid the draft. Nut user Nutshell0914, my son's a girl now, so we good? Nunya Business tweeted out, for the purpose of Selective Service, my son will identify as a girl starting with his 18th birthday. Checkmate Fascist. Erica, that's just her name. There she goes. My son identifies as a daughter, and they still require to. Are they still required to register? Yeah, that's what they just fucking told you. You were born a male. You're gotta register. S U A E R P Surup. Just make sure your sons identify as daughters, and they are all good. N nope, that's not what the tweet said. You were born a male. You have to register for selective service. There was no ambiguity. Were you born with an Audi? You gotta register. However, according to a chart provided by the Selective Service System, almost all male U.S. citizens and male immigrants residing in the United States who are 18 to 25 years age are required to register, and individuals who are born male and have changed their gender to female are expressly included. INCLUDED! <laughs> Mimeo F2 tweeted, When they need you to go to war, the United States government acknowledges that a person cannot change their sex. <laughs> My generosity tweeted out, So our government does know the difference between biological men and women. It would appear so. My generosity. Amber, replying to a user, Mary Pearson, they actually say if you were born a male but identify as a female, you still have to register. But if you were born a female and identify or transition into male, you don't have to register. 
That's right. That is right. That is what they said. Dog-faced pony soldier. Oh, we know this one's going to be good. I hope. U.S. citizens or immigrants who are born male and change their gender to female are still required to register. Individuals who were born female and changed their gender to male are not required to register. But I thought gender was just a social construct. <laughs> I am not on board with this transgenderism. I'm not. This is just another outcry from the alphabet mafia who for some reason, don't seem to understand that they have the same rights as everybody else already. I don't get it. I'm not on board with this. Next. All right. My last article, which <laughs> goes uh, counter to gender identity and gender fluidity, Protests have hit Iran's oil and petrochemical sectors amid widespread anti-regime actions. A lot of the protests that are going on, well, I should say all of the protests going on in Iran right now, are the direct result of a young woman who was stoned to death for not wearing her hijab correctly. The women of Iran have risen up and said, we've had it. We're sick of this shit. We're done. And a lot of other Iranians that are not women are joining them in this crusade. But this article is talking about how their drive to stop all of these uh, violent and incredibly grotesque punishments from the Iranian government uh, is, is quickly getting out of control. So, work stoppages hit the Islamic Republic of Iran's critical energy sector on Monday in the oil-rich province of Bushir on the Persian Gulf. Dramatic video footage circulating on social media showed contract workers in the city of Ashulea chanting down with the dictator in reference to Supreme Leader of Iran, Allah Khamenei. I thought it was Ayatollah. Ali Khamenei. Who has not hesitated to order his security forces to mow down peaceful protesters with live ammunition. Labor strikes have the potential to cripple the, the Islamic Republic, particularly in the energy sector. After three weeks of revolution, mass walkouts in the oil, gas, and petrochemical sector pose a serious existential threat to the regime, Iran expert Ali Riza Nadar told the, who was it, Fox News Digital, okay. Nadar, or Nader, who has written extensively on the labor unions and work unrest as a vehicle for outing or ousting the, the clerical regime, added that the U.S. and other Western nations should set up a strike fund to help workers and their families. The London-based news organization Iran International provided links to the Twitter accounts disclosing video footage of workers declaring, This year is the year of blood. Sayed Alakamani is done. The labor unrest in Iran's energy industry was triggered by the Islamic Republic of Iran's morality police who allegedly beat and murdered 
Oh, she she was beaten. She wasn't stoned. She was beaten and murdered uh, while she was in her jail cell of 22-year-old Masha Amini for violating the nation's strict law recovering women to cover the hair. Amini's death last month has plunged Iran into revolt across the vast Middle Eastern nation. Workers also protested in Abadan in the Khuzestan province, which is one of Iran's most expensive oil and petrochemical, expansive oil and petrochemical hubs. According to the U.S.-based US Center for Human Rights in Iran, the Contractual Oil Workers Protesting Organizing Council wrote in its Telegram channel, To all our colleagues in oil, gas, and petrochemical pro projects, in all refineries and petrochemicals, in the oil platforms, as well as the drill drilling sites, we declare that now is the time for widespread protests and to prepare ourselves for nationwide and back-breaking strikes. The workers added, this is the beginning of the road and we will continue our protests together with the entire nation day after day. I hope they're successful because that country needs to be brought to heel. They are a terrorist regime that our fraudulently elected uh, cognitive declining numbnut is actively courting to buy oil and gas at a premium along with the dictator in Venezuela, Maduro. And he's doing that instead of turning the Keystone Pipeline back on. He's doing that instead of clearing a path in the permitting process for our own oil and gas companies to get our own oil and gas to return us to energy independence. These are the kind of people that our president, who was fraudulently elected, wants to get into bed with. He wants to get into bed with a regime that has no qualms about opening fire on protesters. It's a sick world, folks. England's domino fell. Italy's domino fell. God willing, in 17 days, the American domino will fall. And others will follow suit and get rid of these, these idiots that seem to have been handpicked by the World Economic Forum to lead our countries into ruin. Great reset my ass. People are getting sick of this shit. And people are going to start rising up. Now, the Iranians, they're rising up because of the morality police and... and, and that regime's uh, private security or secret security opening fire on, on protesters. But it's going to be interesting, folks. So strap in and put on your helmet. That's it for me. Hopefully I can get in and out of Europe without any problems. We'll see what happens. So be good, stay safe, keep your head on a swivel. I'm out. Happy Hunger Games. And may the odds be ever in your favor.